All right, so we've had ChatGPT, we've had deep faking of video, and now we've got deep faking of audio. When you combine this, it just means a big world of trouble ahead. Hi, everybody. I'm Keith Shaw, host of Today in Tech. Uh, today, we are going to talk a lot about fake stuff, fake audio, fake video, de-aging, all of this stuff that's now snowballing into this world of potential problems, uh, especially when you combine that with some of the generative AI stuff that's coming out from ChatGPT, Google, and Microsoft, and uh, we've got a lot of problems ahead. So joining me to sort of uh, dissect a lot of this is Tom Tolley. He's the author of the book AI Basics, which covers deep learning, machine learning, natural language processing, and he's got another book coming up on generative AT, uh, AI. Tom, welcome to the show. Thanks very much for having me. Hey, you, that's really good timing that you're going to be writing a book about generative AI. It's like, you know, news comes out almost like every 10 minutes about new stuff that people are doing. <laughs> yeah, I have to rewrite it every day. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's going to be an, a generating uh, uh, a book, right? It's, that's that's the future of Thanks. publishing. Are you sure you just can't have ChatGPT write the book for you? I mean, heck, right? Yeah, I... I, I can't disclose those top secrets right now, but uh, I, don't, I don't know how anyone could tell anymore. It looks so good. Yeah. And so, you know, again, the, the, the news that I wanted to kind of to kick us off was, was there was um, uh, earlier this week, there was a report that basically there's a company called Eleven Labs, uh, which was founded by ex-Google and Palantir staffers. And they said that they had found an increasing number of voice cloning misuse cases uh, during its recently launched beta, which can basically imitate the voice of anybody if you upload a, a sample clip. And so, of course, the lovely folks at 4chan uh, were basically using this and abusing it by, by making celebrities say fake things. And, you know, some of them were racist, some of them were dirty. It was really, it's really kind of ugly. So the company is now trying to like crack down on it. But of course, when this story comes out, the first thing I did was I went to Eleven Labs and signed up for one of their things because we were, we were curious about their technology. I thought that they would just shut it down, but they're like, no, you, you get a free trial for five bucks a month. You can do this with anybody. Uh, Chris, do you want to bring up, do you want to, oh, actually I'm going to, I'm going to bring it up on my computer. Um, we took my voice and uh, basically recreated me doing the uh, State of the Union speech. So here we go. We're going to listen to, to, to me as if I was giving the State of the Union. And I said none of this in, in any sort of recording. Mr. Speaker, thank you. You can smile. It's okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Please. Mr. Speaker, Madam Vice President, our First Lady and Second Gentleman, Good to see you guys up there, members of Congress. Again, this and is not way, me. Chief Justice, I may need a court order. She gets to go to the game tomorrow, next week. I have to stay home. We got to work something out here. Members of the cabinet, leaders of our military, Chief Justice, Associate So all I have to do is now fake this with my voice. of the Supreme Court. And to you, my fellow Americans, you know, I start tonight by congratulating the 118th Congress and the new Speaker of the House, Kevin McCarthy. All right. Speaker, so I don't want to ruin that, your that, that's enough. I don't need to sound like <laughs> congratulating the world of, of politicians. Uh, <laughs> but again, this was a sample audio clip of me. And I think Chris grabbed it from one of our other shows and we put it into this, this, and it, it generated this thing in like three minutes. No, not even three minutes. It was like 30 seconds that it generated this clip. I can type in every, anything I want. I just copied and pasted it from the, from the State of the Union. You could actually then use ChatGPT to create some, some other fake text and then put that in and then have me say it. It's like, so is, is this surprising to you at all, having covered sort of this world of AI? Is, is this something like the, the, the barn door is open and we can't shut it back down? Like, what are you hearing out there, Tom? 
no, no, it's not not a surprise. And you know, in fact, um, voice systems for AI were some of the first systems created using AI back in the '50s from Bell Labs and IBM. So this is an area of research that's gone on for decades. Yeah. Now with deep learning and all these new innovations, and also the the accessibility to data has put it on steroids, and we we've seen that accelerate in the past couple of years. But even uh, a couple couple of years ago, I talked to a startup that cloned my voice. It, it took about, uh, about 10, 15 minutes to clone my voice. Now, it wasn't, you know, it's getting better and better. Right. And you can tell also with, with your clip, I, I mean, I could, it sounded like you. Yeah. But it didn't have the emotion or, you know, so if I type in something, I, I would want to say, you know, make it feel angry or, you know, make it feel optimistic, or I want this section to feel this way or to sound this way and to describe it more and see how the, the system works uh, doing that. Yeah. Again, my, you know, we uploaded it about uh, 10 minutes before we started recording this. <laughs> and again, it was, it was all one voice inflection. It was like, hello, everybody. This is Keith Jai, and I'm here to say that. And it was really fast. Now, Chris always tells me I talk too fast anyway. So maybe that's, maybe the AI knew that. And it was like, oh, he's speaking really <laughs> fast. So we should just imitate that. But at least I can go up or up or down. And then I also, you know, stutter a lot sometimes when I forget what I'm saying or I go use ums and ohs. So you could put that in the text, I suppose. And then you would get that inflection and you would get that, that stuttering. So again, I think, you know, I'm, I'm say, here we go. This is how you can tell it's me. If I worked on that, I could probably make that sound a lot better than it does. But, right. you know, I want to bring up the other article that, that, that we saw this week. This was um, uh, Variety, and they had, they had interviewed uh, Harrison Ford, and they, you know, he's got the Indiana Jones 5 movie coming out. And everybody that wants to go see this movie knows that, you know, you know Harrison Ford is age 80, and they, they need to de-age him. And we've seen a lot of de-aging in movies. And again, it's not, I don't know if this is AI or not, but there is technology that makes you look younger than you really are. Now, in this article, he admits that this is his actual face that they're going to be showing in this movie because they had a lot of older clips from Lucasfilm that never actually made it to the screen, and he had different um, uh, inflections and, and emotions and things like that. So I think that they're trying to say that this is not going to be computer, it's not going to be AI so much as it's just computer generated sort of de-aging. Um, like, what's your thoughts of de-aging? Is that something that's, I mean, it's sort of a good use or is it not sort of a good use of, of this technology? Do you have an opinion well, on this? Yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, it, it, it's, you know, we like you said, uh, uh, and he was on the Colbert show too for Harrison, uh, right. Harrison Ford, and he he mentioned that, uh, that there are so much film of him that's never been seen. So I think it's kind of fun that there's all this film of actors uh, out there, and you know how can we use that to create some cool content? I think that's an opportunity for for Hollywood, uh, but at the same time, it raises the question of. You know, maybe we should give new actors and young actors a better chance instead of having someone who's had all these great hits and, you know, maybe, uh, you know, give someone else a chance and, you know, because we, we could, you know, create this immortality that just kind of goes on ever and ever because Hollywood wants to make more and more money off the same. same yeah. Actors. I, I mean, we, so, you know, you know when you take the, a lot of that deep fake technology from a video perspective, and then you add this new technology that can clone a voice. Now, all of a sudden you can use the text to basically create 
whatever you want in terms of video and audio sort of impersonations. Uh, you know, the first thing that we thought of is like, you know, after Harrison Ford passes away, you could end up with Indiana Jones 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, using the footage that, you know, has of, that they have, you use the voice that he has and all of that kind of stuff. And then you can even have an AI write the script at this at some point because you know, you're going to get a chat GPT script writer as long as it comes up with a decent plot. Uh, it'll be a completely computer generated movie without any sort of real actors that are alive. And, you know, and I'm sure a director at some point will be, will be replaced in terms of edits. I don't know. Is, is that a good thing? Again, I don't think it's necessarily great, especially I remember the, the uproar that happened when they, they did a, a TV commercial for a, a vacuum and Fred Astaire was dancing with a, a, a vacuum cleaner. Like, I, I don't know. I, I, I would think that if I was famous, I wouldn't want to have my likeness used in any sort of future AI thing. I wonder if that's going to happen. Well, you know, uh, I'm sure lawyers are going to make a lot of money off of this. Because, Somehow the lawyers <laughs> always do, yeah. <laughs> that's right. They're going to start rewriting some of these contracts. You know, back, back when Indiana Jones was created in, in 1980, I mean, there were some pretty cool special effects, nothing compared to, you know, I don't think anyone thought we could do what we're doing today back then. But, you know, the contracts then did not anticipate using someone's likeness and AI and generative AI and, and creating new films with him not even having to be there. So I think, uh, you know, this has so many different ramifications, legal just being one of them, ethically is, is the other too. I think, you know, maybe we should disclose if, you know, this yeah, I mean, it'd be clear if, if, if the actor is no longer with us, right. you know, that somehow, somehow, you know, they use uh, AI. But I do think there needs to also be disclosure that, you know, this is this is content that was created by using other content. And it's not real. So moving beyond sort of the uh, celebrity angle of this, the, the other things I started thinking of was, well, I'm going to if I'm a bad guy, if I'm a hacker, if I'm trying to get money out of someone or, you know, the phishing emails and things like that have have taken off in terms of getting people to click on things and, and ransomware and there are there are certain ways that we can sort of detect a lot of that stuff but now imagine i can create a voicemail message of my boss who then sends it to my say i'm a, a chief financial officer i've got access to the checkbook i get a voicemail <laughs> from someone that says it's my boss and it's now faked audio or a faked video and audio, and it says, "Oh, I'm I'm stuck in a jail in Nigeria, and you know, send me money like that." That or you know, that sounds really bad. And and you know, do you think obviously is that you know, are we going to sort of start seeing these types of scams? It's already happened. Uh, the first it example has, huh? of this. Wow, was, really? It has. <laughs> it uh, it's in the Wall Street Journal, uh, 2019. Is yeah. what happened. Uh, it was in Europe. Uh, a UK CEO got a call from the CEO of the parent company of their parent company. And they said, we need $250,000 within one hour. We need to send it to Hungary uh, or some supplier in Hungary. And uh, it it sounded, it had a German accent. It sounded just like the CEO and the other CEO said, okay, I'll wire the money, wire the money. And it went to, so it went to Hungary and then went to some other place that they couldn't trace it. Um, so it's the first example of uh, uh, AI spoofing uh, that uh, resulted in a in a breach. 
uh, I'm sure this has probably happened other times, but companies usually don't like to publicize these. these yeah, types I mean, of events, I mean, you could but. you could also impersonate sort of a world leader and like destabilize a mm-hmm. country, right? Like, I mean, maybe yeah. maybe this is already being used by some of those those uh, three letter agency out there. <laughs> and of course, you know, now I've got to really be careful about what I say because people are going to fake fake my voice and say that I actually <laughs> right. said something that I didn't. Um, well, yeah. I mean, even it's, it's, well, it's troubling. It's, it's troubling to me if I just like, like say I don't like Chris anymore behind the, the buttons there on my computer. Cause he keeps telling me to do stuff that I don't want to do. <laughs> All I have to do is secretly record him. Well, actually I've got recordings of him cause he's been on the show and then I just, yeah. I just send that and then I send, send it to my boss and go, uh, yeah, Chris said this to me. I don't know. I, it, it's, I'm going to start, we're going to start seeing people getting fired over this unless you can prove that yeah. it wasn't you. Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, how many people are on YouTube talking and you know, there, there's your training set. I mean, and, uh, there's, there's a new, uh, system called Valley or Volley. I don't yeah, know. Yeah. This was the Microsoft speak. thing, right? Yeah, exactly. And it, it can train with a three second snippet. It's down to three um, seconds now. Wow! It's, it's down to three seconds. So, uh, you know, it, it's not perfect, obviously, but it does a pretty good job considering it's only three seconds. So, you don't even need a lot of training data uh, to make uh, this work. So, you know, someone who's maybe not out there in the open as much can still be vulnerable to these types of attacks. And then, and the, you know, these attacks could could be scaled. You know, using these these AI, you know, uh, over a broad spectrum. And I also think the other thing too, is when you hear someone's voice, you know, you, you just think it's true. You know, if you, if you hear someone you, you, you've talked to for a while, right. And that's your, you know, they have a certain relationship of trust and so forth. You just ought to, you know, versus someone, you know, maybe I get an email and I'm not too sure, you know, who's that, you know, is that really from my boss? You know, it doesn't sound like something you'd say, but if it's a voice and especially a video, um, it just takes it to another level, and there are detection systems, but it's yeah. not like you know these comp- you know these companies getting getting look at how we are with cybersecurity. A lot of companies still are so far behind. So these cutting edge things, you know, a lot of companies will probably just not be prepared for them. Yeah, there's an article that you sent me this week from from TechCrunch, and Chris, can you bring that up? The um, uh, basically there there's a there's a technology of an inaudible watermark that could identify AI generated voices by a company called Resemble AI and they've got a proposal out there. Um, at least it looks like th- that technology will work to sort of detect that. But then that's it's again it's another level of security that companies are going to have to think about uh, depending on what happens to them. I think it's going to be one of those cases where someone's going to get tricked. Someone's going to end up you know sending a lot of money to someone when they shouldn't have because of this this faking. And then you'll start seeing more and more tools that kind of come out to try to uh, detect this stuff. Um, it, it just it sounds it I kind of want to hide in a hole now for a while just because this this <laughs> sounds so scary. Um, like what you know is is that where you think things are going? Oh, when you talk to when, I'm sorry, when you talk to people sort of in the industry that are doing mm-hmm. natural language processing and voice recognition and things like that, are they aware of these problems, or or do they just sort of say, oh no, people <laughs> will never do that, or like what do what do they say about this technology? Because it it feels like this is this is running away from us, and we're not going to be able to get a hold of a handle on this. Yeah, I think there's two parts of that. I mean, you know, you know, the Microsoft Ali um, paper is a 15-page paper. It's a very academic, and in there, they they do talk about the importance of responsible AI and 
making sure this, you know, is used for good purposes and, and putting in guardrails. So I think the larger companies understand that they're under a lot of pressure from regulators and or potential regulation. But if I'm a startup, um, I mean, do you think some kids, you know, that came out of Stanford who are creating some technology even probably even thinks about this stuff? I mean, they're brilliant, but yeah, but they, they want to create some cool technology and get some funding and, that's probably such a low priority to them. And they may even think, you know, some of these things, these use cases that go a little awry can, can, can create some buzz and publicity for them. So I think the incentive structure is set up in, in, in such a way that, um, you know, for the bigger companies, I think they will do probably, you know, a decent job, but the, there, there'll be so many of these startups. And, and this technology is, is becoming so widely available, you know, through these APIs. I mean, I, I, I can just, you know, Anyone who doesn't even have a lot of technical capability can start using this technology. What is some of the good use cases then? Because it, it feels like normally we, we think of a lot of good use cases and then we think, oh, maybe some of these bad use cases are on the edge uh, or, you know, oh, that, that'll, you know, that won't happen. But in this case, it just feels like everything could be used for bad purposes. What are some of the yeah. good uses of sort of cloning a voice and, and, and things like that? Well, I mean, if someone is can't hear, um, you know, there there's systems that can translate uh, voices into text. Um, so people who are, you know, have certain, you know, dis- disabilities um, can can benefit from this technology. Uh, I think companies are looking at this as a way to scale their operations. So, you know, with COVID, we had just this, you know these problems where, you know, customer service organizations were inundated, um, you know, but with with the generative AI, you know, you could have customer service done on a 24 seven basis. You can still have people do the hard, very complicated work, but for some of the easier types of questions, the the AI can, you know, do that. Uh, so I think there's, there's a big opportunity there. Um, you know, on the fun stuff, I mean, you know, music, um, you know, I, I like Queen, uh, Freddie Mercury, and yep. you know he's. Wouldn't it be cool to just kind of create some new Queen songs? And, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, just, I I would probably buy those uh, if they were, were good. Uh, you know, make sure that the you know Freddie Mercury estate gets his gets his share. And, uh, and you have, know, have but, you heard um, have you heard yeah. good examples of of music? Uh, like someone singing, I mean, because again, I just did, I just did a sample of me talking, and it, it, yeah. But can you do the same thing with someone singing? Yeah, yeah. It, uh, it, Google has a system. Yeah, has a system they they launched last year that's pretty good. Uh, you know, um, that 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 can create you know some some really good you know music and sounds, and um, they have all these different libraries of different sounds and so forth, and you know, it's you know, it. Some of it could just be like how to make a really cool video that has cool background sounds, um, you know, stuff like that. I mean, yeah, uh, I, I think I, I think there's a lot of cool use cases. For and that. so, do you do you see this this technology with the the voice cloning and and voice AI merging with the the generative AI from the world of ChatGPT and the text? Do you see that sort of coalescing yeah. together, and then then who knows what's going to happen at that point? Well, yeah, I mean, if you look at the, the vision of OpenAI, it's, it's uh, artificial general intelligence, AGI. I mean, they, they want to create a, this super intelligence. And that's not just only about typing. 
you know, that's visual. So yep. they, they have, you know, uh, image systems and they have, they have the text with the chat GPT and GPT-3 and so forth. And then voice, I think, is the other area. I think there's going to be a, a next few years, a lot of innovation and developments and bringing that together where you can interact with the AI any way you want. It should, it should, and this is kind of was they call it multimodal AI. Mm-hmm. You know, you can pretty much ask it anything and do it in any way you want, whether it be voice, visual, uh, or typing in text as a as a chat. And then, and then you, if you then somehow get this technology and and get it down and put it into a, a physical robot, for example, yeah. now you've got an actual robot that can understand what you're saying, talk back to you, give you information. And then it almost feels like this robot then can actually be not necessarily be alive, but that sort of frightens a lot of, I think would frighten a lot of people too, because now you've added kind of a physical component to it as well. Yeah. You know, the Boston (laughs) robotics, they, they, they had a clip of uh, some of their guys hitting Yep. With a baseball yeah. bat, yeah. you know, these robots, people were shocked at that. They Because these robots had that that humanistic kind of feel to them. Yep. And it felt like they were harming this. I mean, it's a machine. I mean, right. Like, right. let's face it. It's a machine. It's a bunch of, you know, mechanical stuff. But it looked, you know, it looked like it, it was a human, you know, humanistic. And so it freaked people out. And they said, stop doing that. So, you know, we, we can attach, you know, we get attached to, look at, if we lose our phone, we feel somehow less human. Uh-huh. I mean, like something is like so wrong with our, we, we panic, we have these, you know, anxiety. We identify with these technology systems, you know, and, and you know, there's a lot of psychological studies about that, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm, 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 a, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm abusive, but I don't like my Alexa voice uh <laughs> companion because it's always trying to tell me of uh, all the other things like it's trying to be too helpful it's you know i go what time mm-hmm. is it and uh, the uh, amazon alexa goes it's 424 uh did you know that i could do this this and this and i'm like no <laughs> like, stop do not enable anything <laughs> i just want to know what the time it is but if but if um if they if, if if we start having a conversation with this thing it might come back with wow you really hurt my feelings keith um, are you sure? And then I'd be like, Oh my God, I feel guilty about yelling at this, at this, uh, inanimate device. And so, but obviously if it was more helpful, maybe I wouldn't treat it so, so weirdly that I do. Um, and then if it could start moving around and then start showing emotions to me, forget it. Game, it's game over. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I don't know if you saw the report with a Google employee, uh, researcher. Oh, the one that claimed that, 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 that we had reached in, uh, the singularity or something like that. He thought he thought the machine he was talking to was sentient and should have its own rights. Oh, and and yeah. then, and then Google and he got terminated. He got terminated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know if we're there yet. I I still think that, you know people always would ask me like, oh, you know, the robot uprising. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. I go, well, you know, we'll just be able to push it over or unplug it or turn, you know, it, or some robots are really good, but they can only do that one thing all the time. So, um, but then Boston yeah. Dynamics keeps proving me wrong. Like, you know, they, they, have, right. they have a robot that you can push over and it gets back up or it can climb the stairs. Yeah. It can open a door. It can do all these things. We're like, why are you making it do these things? We don't want them to do this. <laughs> yeah. It's, 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 it's an exciting world to be in, but it's also very frightening, especially when people can imitate my voice at the click of a button. And that's sort of what is surprising to me in this day and age. I've, 
obviously uh, we've known that these tools have existed. I think what's happening now that that sort of puts the fear in me is that how easy it is to do it. So that all I did right. to get my voice imitated and cloned, I just put in a credit card, subscribed to it, and then copied and pasted text and uploaded the the sample of my voice. And boom, it was yeah. right there. And now I can now say anything, anybody, well, not anybody, but me, I can now create my own voice recording of me saying whatever I want instead of me saying whatever I want. That, does that make sense? Yeah. It's, it's yeah. because of yeah. the speed and how easy it is now for an average everyday user to use it. And that's what frightens me because, again, you have scientists and you have people that have quote unquote ethics and, you know, they're going to always do the right thing. But there's a, you know, there's five billion people in this world or however many billions. And there's a lot of people out there that are not so nice. And that's what worries me. Yeah. Does that does that worry you yeah. or do you think we're going to sort of get there to a point where we can prevent the really bad stuff from happening? Well, I, I look at it as, you know, we, we do have precedent for this. I mean, email, for example, I mean, there's a lot of benefits to email. Yeah. Uh, but they're, you know, we, we use it, it, it. It's created a lot of value for our society, I, I would say. But <laughs> it, it's a it's a it's a threat vector. I mean, as as the cybersecurity people like to say, and it's it's a, it's it's one that no matter you know, we we've had email for decades, and we still can't figure out you know, a lot of times phishing or ransomware. And <laughs> you would think we'd figure this out. Yeah, I I think it's it's a I think it's gonna be the same thing, but it'll probably be tougher because it's hard to figure out. You know, it, you know, I mean, if, uh, there's a, you're too young, but there's a commercial in the '80s that, that you know is it real or is it Memorex? I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I'm not too young. I do remember that, right? And that oh, okay. was just talking about a cassette recorder, tape recorder, right? Exactly. Yeah. It was a great commercial, but it's like you know what is real and what is not. You know, am I talking to a real person or not? So I, you know, again with the email, a lot of times you can kind of through maybe some common sense figure it out. But as this technology gets more sophisticated, it's hard to it's hard to do that. Now we could say that maybe regulation will help deal with this. Um, you know, regulation is just slow. Yeah. Um, you know, and then whose standards are we going to use? I mean, China has a different view of, you know, this technology than the U.S. versus Europe versus other countries. So, um, I I think we're probably hit. We're I think we're kind of in this intermediate zone or fog of technology, and it's running so fast and. We just—it's just very difficult for people to keep up with it, and you know, to and to have protection. Uh, so I do think it, we're probably going to in the next few years. I mean, this is just only going to get probably only get worse. Yeah, and and unfortunately, yeah, and that 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 sort of frightens me a lot. But um, at least if you know, if if we're talking about it on shows like this and sort of bringing this out yeah. to a general audience, uh, hopefully that they'll, they'll then talk about it and maybe ask questions. And again, hold, hold the technology makers feet to the fire. I'm reminded of right. that, that scene in, in Jurassic park where, again, when they were creating dinosaurs and, and you know, the Jeff Goldblum character goes, you know, you had the power, I'm going to screw up the quote, but it's like, you knew you could do it, but you didn't ask why or something like that. Like I think more yes, you can create this great technology that clones a voice, but did you ask if we really needed it, especially with all of the bad lists of things? And even if you're only benefiting a few, like I, I think more scientists and technologists need to sort of adopt that Jeff Goldblum quote. You know, like just because yeah. you can do something doesn't mean you have to do it. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah I think uh, that, 
what what to when you know when when people are reading your book and 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 you know because again the the AI basics book sort of explains sort of artificial technology or artificial intelligence to business users or, or you know regular mm-hmm. people out there. Um, what what's like the biggest question that they ask? Oh, business people. Yeah, business people or uh, just you know regular regular people on the street. Do they do they come up with you and or do they just ask you the question of like when are the robots taking over the world? <laughs> you know that that's I think a lot of it is more job related uh, fears about you know what is this going to mean for for me and you know will I be replaced uh, by a computer? Uh, I think that's a that's a very common question. And that makes automation difficult yeah. in, a, in the workplace. And, and we're seeing a lot more of that because, you know, the Chipotle's been, in it, he was talking about robots. So Chipotle's been introducing some robots. And um, I, I, gotta, I haven't seen it. I go to Chipotle a lot. But um, I know that, the, you know, I think there's this, you know, especially now we see chat GPT and some of these technologies firsthand. People are thinking maybe this is going to happen sooner than I thought it would. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that's I think that's the one of the the big questions I get is uh, you know how how this will impact their livelihood. Yeah, I think maybe it'll bring back face to face sort of a lot more face to face interaction between people because uh, uh, you know from a human perspective, I know that someone is in the room rather than maybe a fake a generated image that's on a on a Zoom call or a voicemail message. I also think that probably yeah. from the security side of things, you'll start seeing again two factor authentication and or again people really confirming it's like, did you really just send me that video or did that that voicemail and sort of double or triple confirming it. So um, yeah, right. some great. Great stuff and, and some very, very uh, scary futures. Hopefully, we've talked enough about it so that people developing this stuff will think a couple of seconds before they start doing it. Uh, Tom, that's all the time we've got today. Thanks again for, for joining us. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. All right. And I'm going to close with uh, fake me doing my closing since it's so much better than, <laughs> than me. That's all the time we have for today's episode. Don't forget to like this video, subscribe to the channel, and add any comments you have below. Join us every week for new episodes of Today in Tech. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time. And of course, Chris tells me that that's better than what I normally do. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Tom. All right. Thank you.